Monday Wright, and this is Never Not Creative. It's a podcast that's linked to a community that we've started recently called Never Not Creative. It's a community of people that are interested in challenging some of the norms that exist in the creative industry and are things that wouldn't really be normal in any other industry and kind of take their toll on people that are creatives um, and then working in uh, an industry that's trying to make the world kind of a, a more creative, a better place. And uh, yeah, so we've got a community. And I thought, what an excellent uh, idea to start a podcast. I love podcasts. Uh, so I'm walking through uh, St. Kilda actually at the moment, inspired by a breakfast I had uh, this morning and also a bunch of chats that I've had recently in Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth. Um, and of course Sydney. So this is the beginning of Never Not Creative. The podcast is going to talk about some of the issues that we face in the industry such as uh, getting paid for work, being valued fairly, um, making sure that everybody is given an opportunity no matter where they come from, how old they are, um, what they believe in, uh, what sex they are. And also to look very strongly, and, and one of the big focuses will be around mental health and, and how we look after ourselves better as creatives, as an industry, and how we can actually build that support network to help each other out. Um, the key thing with Never Not Creative is going to be that it has to take action. Um, it's not good enough to keep talking about things, just discuss things, just raise awareness about things if we actually don't have something tangible come out the other side. This podcast is recorded with Anchor. You can download the Anchor app from the App Store. It means that we can take voice messages throughout the show uh, you can send your reaction to different parts of the show, different parts of the interviews that we do. You can live clap as you go through the show if you're listening to it on Anchor. So you can listen to it on iTunes as normal, but if you download it with um, or any other podcast app, but if you download it with Anchor, um, then yeah, you can you can interact with us. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. One of the first initiatives we've been working on in the Never Not Creative community is something called the Creatives Pledge. It's something that I'm really keen on because it's about action and it's about putting something in place. It's not just about more discussion and more debate. I think we do lots of that. We do it pretty well as an industry, but it doesn't necessarily mean that things have been uh, changing uh, for the better as a result. So. The Creatives Pledge is something that the community has been working on online for the last two or three months. Um, we kicked it off with a, with a document, a Google Doc. Um, people have been going into the Google Doc. They've been putting in their suggestions. They've been rewriting sentences, removing words. They've been adding things into the pledge. And it's become a, a kind of a great place to see and test the temperature of the industry in terms of what it thinks about certain things. And... The idea of the pledge is that it 
basically gives us some standards to work towards, some standards to put in place to say, hey, this is how things are going to be in the future. This is how, thing, how normal things will be in the future. And so, um, as, and also, as I, as I talked about it with um, a potential collaborator from IGA over in the, in the US this week, um, she mentioned how she saw this pledge document or this pledge idea as a kind of bill of rights. And I guess that's what it is. It's some standards. Um, it's, a, it's things that we should be able to expect um, and have rights to in our industry. So it will be, you know, hopefully if, if it works and if we all sign up to it, um, it will be great for people coming into this industry. But it should also be good for us and to start to make... Um, some changes and some commitments to ourselves. Uh, when I first put this together, I split the pledge in, around into themes around your mental health and well-being, how we look out for each other, um, how we value creativity in general, how we keep better client relationships, and also the future of, of this document and also our own creativity. Now, there are plenty of things that are going to come up in the next few episodes, um, I have a great interview uh, with an agency owner who has looked into how to create better working hours uh, for his team. Also, some great discussions uh, with two women in the industry who are looking at how we create better gender um, balance in the industry, how we make sure that events are better represented, how, how we also make sure that we give people the best start in the industry. So... I'm going to not talk too much about those parts of the pledge. I'm actually just going to kind of cherry pick four or five things from the pledge to give you an idea of what it is that it does and, and sort of the things that are in it and what it's trying to achieve. But you'll hear in future episodes more things come up. So one of the first, first things I want to talk about is this looking out for others. And what I've got now is, is this kind of document that has some notes in it, um, and it also has the original and then the final of where we've ended up. So the original statement we wrote was, as a creative, I'll be mindful of those around me and what they might be going through, knowing that their mental health and well-being is more important than work and business. And this kind of makes common sense, but sometimes in the heat of the moment, you're trying to get a piece of work out there or you've had kind of a block for two or three weeks and suddenly the deadline's coming up. Um, or you have given people feedback in the heat of the moment, or you've commented online about a piece of work that you just didn't think was good enough. All of these things that you think might be justified at the time based on the situation actually can be harming others. And I think it's really important to look at that and the impact of that behavior on other people and know that actually at the end of the day, there's things that are also more important. Of course, we want to do the best work and of course, we want the best outcome. But we also need to make sure that we're looking after ourselves first. So we had some really great debate around this. We've had events in Brisbane, in Melbourne, in Perth, in Sydney, and they've all sort of talked about these at one stage or another. Um, and the final uh, sentence, final, final clause that we've ended up with is, I'll be mindful of how my communication and behavior impacts the mental health and well-being of others, also keeping in mind the example I may be setting for others. And there was, a, there was one great story that I wanted to just kind of recount that came out of one of the events that we did, which was um, a more senior person in a team talking to a more junior person in a team. 
and the junior person sent a uh, not they were just certainly less experienced not necessarily junior but sent a message to them with like some work that they'd done at midnight and uh the the other person said like what what the hell are you doing why are you working so late why why are you you know killing yourself like this and um she said well that's when you send messages i know you're working that late so if i'm not working as hard as you i'm not going to be as good as you or i'm not going to be i'm not kind of giving as much to the company as you and so these are all things that we're not doing um out of like for, for, for things that are bad um, but we're doing things like this because we don't want to let each other down but ironically it's actually having a worse effect it's not good to work till that time it's not good to kind of set the example to work to that time and so I feel like this is a good one of thinking about how the example that you're setting for other people mental health is a major piece of what we're focused on with never not creative we are about to do a big study into the creative industry um, supported by some very smart people who work uh, for a, uh, a government institute um, who are also kind of trained in, in mental health. Um, that survey is going to be coming soon, so keep an eye out for that. Um, and the original piece that we started here with was, I'll make sure that if I work inside a business, the business is aware of how it should be looking out for its employees have a mental health policy and help them to be a better place to work. And that was pretty good. Um, the, other, the only kind of main suggestions that came into this, it was certainly very um, well supported, was around, well, what if a business already has a policy and is already doing some good work here? Um, or, or if it does have a policy, how do we make sure that it's not just a policy? How do we make sure that these things are kind of vigilantly um, abided by? Because that's really important. Um, it, but the first step is certainly, um, you know, having something in place, but it means nothing if it's not followed through. And then we talked about things like, uh, you know, Glassdoor is a way of anonymously rating companies. Like, should there be a mental health rating on Glassdoor as a standard? You know, what does this company do to support your mental health? How does it affect your mental health? Maybe we should actually um, rate that. So the final pledge that we ended up with here was I will collaborate with others in my business to make sure that my employer is looking out for staff, has a mental health policy, and actively abides by it. A key word that's come in here is the word collaborate. And it's very hard to try and create change in a business if there's only one of you trying to do it. It's very hard to create change in a business if you think you're the only one trying to do it. And mental health, as we know, is a topic that has a lot of stigma around it and that you know you may be wary of bringing it up as something that you want to do something about in your business and that people may judge you as a result of it but I can tell you having spoken now at quite a few events about this at about talking to lots of people around whether they have had problems once you ask a couple of people and once you've got three or four of you and once you've then got five or six of you and then you'll find that there are more and more people who actually do want to do something about this have either even maybe been affected by it in the past or maybe being affected by it right now you'll find that probably even half of your business would love to do something about it so don't do it on your own go off and find some other people you'll be surprised at the response you get and I think the opportunity here is for bigger groups of people within businesses 
to come and to actually help to start to make some change. And maybe the pledge can be a start of doing that. We'll also be have um, some work on a mental health policy coming up as well that hopefully can be taken and adapted for, for businesses too. You will no doubt have had a discussion with someone at some point in the past about giving work away for free, about free pitches. I've just written about this. Um, it's nothing new. We've been debating about this for, for, for decades. Um, clients keep asking for, for free work. Um, there was some, someone took the post that I wrote and started talking about the idea of how their clients come up to them and say that they operate the business on an oily rag, smell of an oily rag, and um, therefore they, you know, they don't have much budget. And the reality is in that case, well then maybe they can't afford to pay for this work. And so we should never get into the position of, being, of, of where we are forced into giving away ideas for free. Um, and we should, certainly shouldn't be doing it in order to win work against other creatives. We need to be able to do things on our own terms. So we started here with a, a clause around, I will not give my work away for free in order to compete against other creatives. Many people in the document um, and in the events that we've, we've run so far um, believe that there should be a full stop after free. Um, there was debate about being in control, though, of giving work for free and doing it for the right reasons. Like if you feel passionate about something, maybe you should be allowed to you know, choose to put your time to that. And I think as long as you're in control of it and you're not doing it to kind of get one over against somebody else, I think that would be perfectly fair. Um, but it's important that you know, people understand when we give work away for free, it sets expectations that clients and businesses can get free work. So you just need to make sure it's under the right circumstances. So I ended up here, um, and we actually had three um, different ways of, of uh, representing this piece of the pledge. Um, we couldn't decide, and we went back to the community, and we put up a poll on Facebook, and um, there was a resounding vote for um, one particular line, and it was this. I will not give my work away for free. I may choose to help causes that I'm passionate about, but my choice to donate time and expertise will never be to compete with others. And I think this is a nice way of kind of settling at something that gives you some, gives you the ability to, to do work that you're really passionate about if you choose to do so, um, but to make sure that actually we uphold our value um, and our values in this industry around not giving work away for free to clients that you know, can certainly commercialize it um, and that can afford to pay for it ultimately that can afford to do plenty of other things and pay plenty of other people. It's not that the designer or the creative should actually have to take a hit. Again, around the subject of value, and, and a hotly uh, debated topic, um, but really not hotly debated in any other industry. And like I've said before, Never Not Creative is very much about trying to establish some norms um, for our industry, trying to establish some standards. And here is one where our clients shouldn't be able to use any work that we give them until they've paid for it. And in fact, if you ask them whether you can use their product, whether you can consume their product, whether you can get value from their product before you've paid for it, they'll tell you, no way, not a chance in hell can you do that. And so why should we do the same to them? 
it makes absolutely no sense. Why, why, why is it that we will give them all the benefit and the value of our expertise and our product before they've paid for it? So we started here um, with a clause which said, I won't hand over final work until it's paid for or that I'm confident that I'll receive full payment within a maximum of 30 days. Now, general consensus was that files upon payment seemed quite clear. And so the beauty of this clause was that we were able to get to a point where we were actually able to shorten it. And the final one was, I won't hand over final work until it's paid for. You can hand over drafts and, and files that can't really be used um, for, a, for a client to kind of check that that's, they're getting what they want. But it is absolutely fair that you should withhold the final version until you see the money land in your account. The final one I want to talk about is around the working relationships that we have with clients and the kind of two-way value of respect. The, the line we started with here was, I'll always be firm and fair with clients, respecting their point of view, whilst clearly communicating the rationale for my ideas and solutions. Now, I'm sure everyone has had the conversations with clients around you know what that just doesn't look very good or the classic of course just make the logo bigger um, a lot of these are felt to be I guess around lack of respect for each other's expertise um, I think if you had a sort of investment banker that you were about to you know who was giving you his version of what something should look like um, or sound like or the way it should be represented um, and at the same time you were telling them how to invest, I think you wouldn't have a very good relationship unless you know, you're happy to be an incredible investor on the side, in which you're probably not in the creative industry. Um, and so it's this thing of where, like, how do we build mutual respect and trust within our clients? And, and as we were having this um, discussion at an event down in Melbourne, there was one thing that came up, which was we should also be really careful and kind of back to the idea of you know, the examples we set for each other um, that I talked about earlier. We should be very careful about the way we talk about our students with the rest of the team. We're behind the closed doors of a studio. Yes, we may have, you know, questioned whether they're any good and whether we can do, they can do this or whether they really understand the work that they're buying. Um, but at the same time, creating a kind of culture of disrespect isn't going to be very good for you in the long term. Um, and, you know, whatever you say probably is born out of frustration at the time um, but you've got to be very very careful around how people view it around you so the final one that we ended up with here was I'll treat clients the way that I expect to be treated with fairness transparency and respect for their expertise and I think that's a very simple easy way of keeping things honest keeping things genuine keeping a lack of uh, keeping a the right level of respect um, for each other and you know this could well be in the future a, a, a potentially a social contract that you have with your clients um, you know this is how you expect to be treated and this is how you'll treat them and you know it's with respect it's with understanding for their expertise and the fact that they're in their business 24 7 and they understand it and you couldn't possibly um, just through a project or two um, and so it's uh, mutual respect and it's making sure that there's mutual trust and that you can get the best out of these relationships.
The final thing um, that I want to kind of bring up is that there was a, a great addition to the pledge right at the very end. And I think it came up quite rightly around, okay, like what is this going to be? Um, and whilst, you know, yes, it starts off as a Google Doc, um, you know, what is it, what is it going to be? Where's it going to live? Um, is this something that, you know, you'll print out on the wall and, um, you know, hold yourself to it and look at it every day? Is it something that you just keep in a drawer on your desk? Is it something that you put into a contract with your clients? Is it something that you put into your own contract with your employer um, or versions of it? And certainly if, you know, anybody takes this and wants to adapt it and do new versions of it, which all we hope is that you just share it back with the with the community, with the reasons why, in, a, in an effort to try and make it better. Um, and so this last clause, this last addition to the pledge was, I will use this pledge to stay creative, help others, look after myself, and help build a better creative industry. And I think that's the perfect way to kind of end the pledge. So as I said, there's more to come with this. Um, you can find the pledge, we'll put it up on um, our Medium site. You can go to medium.com slash never hyphen not hyphen creative and you'll be able to read all about it. You'll find links to any other versions that we're working on or any other policies that we're working on there. Um, but hopefully this is the start of finding some standards, of finding a way to um, have a very valid reason to say no to certain things and to say yes to other things. And so we hope that this, uh, this pledge is actually going to start to make a difference in the industry. That's it for Never Not Creative this week. It's our first app. It's out, finally. Uh, it's recorded on the fly, so please forgive the uh, background noise in places. This is done walking around the streets or very quickly in a quiet room when I can find a space. Um, but yeah, it's much more about the content than it is about the quality, so uh, I will try and make that a little bit better over time. It's recorded through Anchor, and I'm sure Anchor's kind of going to get better over time as well. Uh, but it does make it super easy just to record stuff on the fly. Download Anchor if you want to be able to interact with the podcast during the episode. Follow us at Never Not Creative on uh, Twitter and Instagram. That's at NVR Not Creative. You can also find us on Facebook. Please do join the Facebook group. Lots of great discussion in there. Um, lots of great people in there. It's growing fast. So just search Never Not Creative on Facebook. And anything else we're writing is normally put onto Medium. That's medium.com slash never hyphen not hyphen creative. And finally, a big shout out to Streamtime, who I get the opportunity to work for, but also again, given the time to make Never Not Creative happen, um, support our industry, and um, yeah, get the chance to do things like this um, with the time and investment from Streamtime. So you can check out streamtime.net. Um, we are creative agency and creative services kind of project management software and um, yeah if you want to listen to more subscribe to the podcast um, please do interact please send us some feedback what you'd like to hear more of and we'll be back next week see you soon